0: Welcome, everybody. We're back on the Black Tribe M456 podcast. And from what I've been told on this one, it's going to be more for the journeymen for mandate 456, but we'll see where this goes. <laughs> I'm a little scared. Uh, hey, we're on video. If you're watching us, patreon.com slash Black, uh, journeyman community. We're down at the 719 Lending Studio in downtown Colorado Springs. Um, they're letting us use this place. It's amazing. We've got video. We've got all that we need down here. So we're having fun. So
1: if you're looking for a mortgage. And it
0: sounds so much better on these mics. It does. And with these little World earphones all. And I like your hair. The blonde hair in the earphones is amazing, especially when you have your glasses on. Hey. You guys should all see this video.
1: No one's going to think it's And then sometimes she
0: gets really excited and starts knocks the mic over <laughs> or... So you you should be watching these on video, but anyway, if you're listening podcast, it's uh, just on voice. It's Anchor, it goes to Spotify, Apple, uh, all the platforms, and then I repost out on SoundCloud uh, because we've got about four five hundred people on our SoundCloud that um, like to listen and comment, and I like feedback. I like the comments.
1: I only like nice feedback.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, there are some mean people. I'm
1: really, <laughs> we don't like
0: people. mean people. Yeah. Um, okay, here we go, baby. So. What are we doing today? We've been, it's been a fun kind of run on marriage.
1: Yeah, but I was, um, (laughs) this is the funniest thing is, you were sitting in your big chair the other day, your big leather chair. Okay. It was very hard to find one long enough for you. You sat in a lot of chairs. Yeah. You got very Goldilocks during that process. Mm. It's too big, too short, too small. Your feet are hanging over. You're sitting in your chair and you kind of had your head down. You're kind of rubbing your forehead. Whenever you rub your forehead, I was like, I'm always like, oh. Uh-oh. And I was just watching you, and you'd check your phone, and you'd rub your forehead. And I sat down next to you, and I said, you know what you need? You need a husband. <laughs> because <laughs> I have one. Uh-huh. And I never worry about anything. Yeah. And I said, you look like you got the weight of the world on your shoulders. And I just kind of made you laugh or whatever. And you're like, yeah, that'd be great, yeah. but not helpful at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> it doesn't help because I don't want a husband. And so I was just thinking, like, we have all these men out there that are feeling isolated that are feeling alone, that are feeling lost, um, wondering what their purpose is, wondering why they're here, don't know how to make their wife happy, not sure what to do with all those kids, their career. They don't have as much control over as they thought they did. Things happen. You know, we have several friends that have just been recently laid off and with no – No warning. Right. And the big shock, just a huge shock.
0: Because you're working for this ministry that's supposed to have compassion and then they don't. No. In fact, they have less compassion than the corporate world many times. I can
1: honestly say that my experiences with ministry are very different (laughs) than my experiences with corporate. But anyway, my question was what does a man need in those moments? Because my first thought was he needs a husband because that husband will. You know, take care of everything like <laughs> mine does. Like, I don't worry about it. I'm just like, put money in my account. We need food. You know, and you do. Yeah. It's like magical money. Uh-huh. <laughs> your book is making us so
0: much money, honey. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> I, it costs us a lot, but it we cost love you. book. It costs a lot. Yes. We'll
1: break even here in a week.
0: Yeah, okay. In a week. In a
1: series. Okay, in a week. Right. It's going to. Okay. Okay. Well, we were trying to help people. I don't know anyone again except for J.K. Rowling's that have ever made money off a book. Uh, you're but right. okay. Yeah. I didn't. Did you think we were going to get rich off my book? No,
0: I would like that, but no. Those were
1: unrealistic
0: expectations. <laughs> we just need to get you on Oprah.
1: So people's lives being changed and transformed through this no, no. book and, and all the texts and, and messages. No, since we're doing a
0: big shout out to All the Sacred Things, if you haven't bought it yet, make sure you go on Amazon and do that. And then if you have podcasts uh, or speaking engagements for Lisa around her book, um, read the book and then let us know. You can hit us up, uh, Gary at tribe dot com, Lisa at Tribe dot com. Make me go back to work. And we're gonna go back to work. Okay. Okay. So.
1: Okay. So what I've learned over years being married to you, and p- specifically, is I try to watch you and study you, and I, I always say I'm a student of your heart and what you might need. And I think sometimes I know what you need before you do. Mm-hmm. And I will start supplying that to you without you even realizing what happened. But something that comes up a lot, and I would like you to talk, speak to it, is I, when you're sharing an issue with me, you know, with a person or a corporation or whatever you're dealing with, and I listen, but you're really upset about it. Like, you're genuinely upset about it. And then I say, hey, have you thought about, you like, you don't have to fix it. You know, like... <laughs>
0: Is that what I sound like?
1: Yeah, dude. You, could, you, you don't sound like that. Okay. You sound a little demonic. And I'm like, shoot, I blew it. I did it wrong. And I would love you because fully in my heart and my mind in that moment, I believe that I was created to help you. Mm-hmm. And it is the most natural thing in the world to do is help you. Now, that can get misconstrued with like. Let's say you're making breakfast, and I come micromanage you. That's not helping you. That's annoying you, yes, right? Yes. And then, but in these moments, how does a woman know what that man needs? Because in my mind, I'm thinking I'm helping. In your mind, I'm I'm trying to fix you or fix it, and it makes you more frustrated.
0: Well, I will say this: I think for most men, they don't know exactly what it is. Okay. Right. So if if I'm hit with something really heavy. Uh, especially like it's one of our family members, it's a personal thing or it's an attack.
1: Something that you really care about.
0: (laughs) Something that's a deep thing that I think I'm doing really well. Yeah. And then I hear the exact opposite. Um, that's always shocking and it. it's disappointing and now I'm getting much better with it because now I'm like this that's their issue
1: now you have to consider the source <laughs> yeah I'm yeah. just like
0: it's not my issue yeah if it is my issue I'm gonna go take care of
1: or it or also I've I've asked for forgiveness for this and we've had this conversation and nothing new has happened right but you keep going back to this yeah. thing
0: yeah that's when I'm I, I'm done now I don't that's have to exhausting go there. right yeah. uh, oh it drains you Yeah. So I would say, first of all, a man doesn't always know what they're feeling. And so when a woman comes in and starts trying to fix it, it gets frustrating because you're not even going down the same road that I'm sensing here. Yeah. Or it just brings more confusion to the situation than clarity
1: and you don't feel supported in that
0: moment. Yeah. You don't feel supported. And I think, uh, the way that you fix it best is just pull me in the bedroom and make love to me or, you know, that, that is make you a good steak, make me a really good steak and potatoes and blue cheese wedge. So
1: you're saying men are simple. We're so simple. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. That's what I hear you. And (laughs) I think
0: there's times when now, now that we've done this together for so long and we've dealt with so much, um, like most people, I'll say to you, what do you think about this and what should we do about it? And you do that with me now. Yeah. Right? And so I I think us as men bringing you into it is better than you forcing your way into it.
1: Oh, okay.
0: If that makes sense. So
1: maybe don't give your opinion unless you're asked?
0: Well, sometimes you need to give an opinion, obviously.
1: It's interesting to me. Especially if it's
0: affecting you personally.
1: Well, and we've had those situations where the people that you worked for, um, I got brought into it as a volunteer because god forbid anyone honor a woman <laughs> what a woman brings to the table she's just gary black's wife so yeah. let's see what we can get out of her too but um i was feeling very um misused and very unappreciated and and very much talked down to and i kept bringing that to you and but you but it was you loved what you were doing and you didn't want me to rock that boat. so what was i supposed to do in that situation just like let them keep abusing me <laughs> it wasn't bothering you (laughs) yes yes Yes? let's just leave that there um
0: no i think again uh, we've been talking a lot on this series about being alert and awake and aware and i just wasn't because i really did love what we were doing Mm -hmm. what i was doing um and i and i know especially specifically one male leader just didn't know how to honor women in a leadership role had no idea yeah and the board of the ministry had their, you know, Southern Baptists and women aren't to be teachers and in leadership. I know, and
1: it's a sin apparently. It affected
0: it big time. And I knew that. And yeah. I also knew that because of your gift and who you are, that that would make a way. Yeah. And I was trying to balance that, you know, with yeah. my buddies and with you. You're right. And knowing that it would, and it finally actually did. Yeah. And you actually were honored in the way that you should be. And you had to force that a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, I think I... I, if I had to redo it again, I wouldn't have allowed any of that um, and just drawn a line because it didn't you know just you you are my priority. You are my life.
1: But you had to bow to some stuff for yourself yeah, 100% in that situation and I think that was ultimately my attitude is like, well he's got to bow to this abusive situation. I guess I have to bow to it too.
0: Yeah. And it was spiritual abuse, but it was also a big part of our calling and where God was taking us. Um, and we've had that happen multiple times, uh, at least twice, if not ten, right? And so, um, and
1: we've probably done that to other people. We probably we have. Probably, we have some young couples around us right now that probably just think that we've just completely bailed on them. I know we have these young <laughs> couples that
0: we were so close to, like in the in the in two early two thousands, mid two thousands, and now they don't even talk to us. We're like, what happened? I know.
1: It's like, like what? You were in our house. I fed you yeah. three meals a day. You didn't pay rent. You got to sit around and journal. I did right. everything, and, we, and now you're mad at me. We yeah. had six
0: kids, and we literally sacrificed and nobody, hours. And nobody
1: helped us with and, the kids. And yeah. now
0: they just—they're mad. And I know,
1: and I so I get that. Like, and I I want to have that conversation. I think that happens with leadership, but isn't that like what can happen between a man and a woman? Is that little seed of offense is there, and mm-hmm. then you feed it. Mm-hmm. So how, uh, like, you need space to process, I know that. And I'm I've uh, watching you, I know that when something is, like, I can see, like, you're going to blow, like, you're so frustrated, or you're so whatever. Uh, sometimes I will say to you, because I think you don't know what to do, I was like, dude, go for a bike ride. Get on your bike, you know? And that is
0: not bicycle. No. Go ahead.
1: It's got a motor.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, because, like, I, I like to go for a drive when I'm like, I don't know what to do, and so, and sometimes you sl- you'll say to me like, "Thank you," like I didn't think I need to do that, but I know that you don't need to be on the phone. I know you don't need to hear my voice. I know you don't need like you just need to be able to go and be and pray and be angry or you know take it out on your Harley, whatever, and that's an outlet for you. So, how can men? explain to their wives, like, this is an outlet for me. I need in order to regroup with this family and be available to you guys.
0: Yeah. And again, it does come back to me and guys, I'd love to hear from you on this. It's just, I don't know in the moment, Yeah. but when you say, Hey, maybe just go take a a ride, Yeah. you know, go right. Whatever that is, that's a hike for you. If that's a bicycle for you, which probably I'm shout out to Lonnie Dyer love you training on your bicycle. I just don't get it.
1: It's an outlet for him. It's an
0: outlet. Yeah. Um, If, if it's just going and playing pool, right. Well, whatever that outlet is, we don't normally know that we need it. Mm. So if our, if our wife's the most important person in the, on the planet to us would say, Hey, just go do this. You're okay. I got the house. Um, I'll go take care of this. And obviously vice versa. Right. Right. Um, That's huge. That's a big thing for us now because you know, when I just need to go get out, and and I know and I know when I get in my truck, your truck, sorry, how loud the music is and what mood and mode you were in. I do like loud <laughs> music. Crank up that country <clears throat> music.
1: Well, not just country? <laughs> Got the the verberations of Satan sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's <laughs> you know, true. Listen to all the music I wasn't allowed Classic to listen to growing up. Yes, we burned those cassettes. Mon- I, we had to burn everything. Yeah. But now I'm a big girl and I get to decide. <laughs> Okay. So um, giving people time to process, giving your man time to process and Mm -hmm. understanding he may not know what's happening. Yes. And so do you need us to tell you or do you need us just to be like, no, do you need some solitude? Also important to remember here that men, men live in compartments. Mm -hmm. And so when a man is like staring at the TV, maybe watching football or whatever, and a woman comes in and says, what are you thinking? And he's like, right we think you're lying but it's true like you're really not thinking thoughts
0: yeah I don't need to I need to enjoy this football That'd game that so awesome yeah well your brains scare me they scare the hell they out of me they scare
1: us too that's why yeah. we're crazy I know. they scare us too I know it's a hard place no, to be no we
0: live. really do we had to I mean God created us to compartmentalize because of going to war all the things we've had to do through the like centuries like when
1: you are on the front lines of battle you are thinking of your brother next to you you're not yeah. thinking about your wife back in England and did she change the baby not, diaper d-
0: not during the fight Right, 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 and so you definitely are thinking of that when you're done, and and how that's going to affect everything, but not <laughs> during you, the fight. Do you
1: think most of your buddies um, and the men that you work with it feel like they are in some type of battle every day?
0: Yes, mostly with their spouses. Oh, that's so sad. No, it's true. Really? Yeah,
1: that's your biggest battle. Uh, it absolutely. isn't. It isn't your career. It isn't your
0: if fathering. If, if home's not happy, nothing's happy
1: happy wife, happy life? It's
0: true. It it really is true. If, if, if it's just, uh, listen, I, nine years of just having a very unhappy home and nothing I could do was right ever. And again, not a victim in it. I wasn't perfect at all. Um, but I didn't want to go home and I would get out on the road to go preach and travel. And I would just, this big sigh of relief and all of the people around me knew
1: for the next 48 hours. Yeah. The next 48 hours, 72
0: hours, he's going to preach his guts out, but he's just going to be able to rest because he doesn't get rest at home. Right. And that's funny because they all knew that every one of them, they witnessed it and then, yeah, they turn on you, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, I think for a man, that's really vital that, yeah, I, I need this to be good. Now I'm going to fight for this well, and I'm going to listen well, I'm going to do my part and steward our covenant well. Um, but if that still doesn't make you happy, there's nothing in my life that's happy.
1: So is that why men stay gone sometimes? Because yes, like 100%. I know how to do
0: this. Yes.
1: Like I'm good at my job. Yeah.
0: I can golf really well. I can do my job really well. I cannot do you really well. <laughs> this is like not happening. So, so
1: is that, uh, so that would take over my life. If I felt like no matter what I did, you were not happy. I wouldn't be able to enjoy much else outside that. Yeah. Does it affect a man the same way? Like I know that when you're on the golf course or you're, you know, you're fighting your battle, whatever it is, that you're fully involved there for most of the time. But is that, you know, does that overarching, like, you ever have, like, a great moment and then you realize, like, my wife hates me. Yeah. So it's not that great yeah. moment.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not thinking about it the whole time because I'm I'm doing something that I do well. But as soon as that thing is over and I think about, oh, i got to get in the truck and get home. Oof. And it's just going to be how I disappointed it again. Uh, it's not fun. And you don't want to go do that.
1: I would be devastated if you felt that way.
0: Yeah. Well, there were times in our marriage that I didn't want to come home. Yeah. I mean, there's six kids. really obvious. Insane. Yeah. Um, I was doing work really well. I was getting promoted. All the things were happening. But at home, it was chaos, right? I'm
1: sorry. There was a lot of them. Well,
0: no. And I had to make a decision. This is your chaos. Right, black. This is for. This is what you created, so you get to steward it well.
1: You impregnated a lot of women. Now you got to deal with it. Okay, that's sperm to yourself. Yeah. Well, two.
0: All right. All right. Thank you. Okay. Um, so yeah, that I know of anyway. Right. Um, yeah. So I think that's right. I think I, I. It's it's, if home is peaceful. Yeah. And at least you know that that you guys are on the same team and you're playing the same game together to get to covenant, to get to, to freedom in your marriage, freedom in your family. Um, then it's easy to come home because that's safety. Um, if it's not, and it's always tension and it's always off and you're never good enough. Um, and men as men, we never are good enough. That is our biggest issue. We're never good enough for our dads. We're never good enough for our coaches. It's a
1: failure, We're never right? good enough for
0: our teachers. Yeah. We're always dealing that I'm, I am not good enough. And if they really knew who I really was, they wouldn't love me this much. you
1: feel like you're a fraud and if that's you are at something? Yeah, yeah, that's
0: shame at the very core, right? And so if, if you're a guy looking at porn all day and you're looking at women all day, and I, I know in restaurants I, I see older men looking at the, the, the server that comes up and they look at her up and down in a disgusting way. I know he's just been looking at porn most of the day. Yeah. It's just disgusting, right? I I
1: didn't think, and I wore my running shorts to Walmart the other day, and I had more of my legs showing than I ever do going out, but I was just running in. And the looks I was getting from old men, I thought, I don't think this has anything to do with my legs.
0: No. (laughs) <laughs> well, it does. There Your legs there are pretty hot. That. I but, know. I have great legs. Yeah. But. but no, it's disgusting. Yeah. It's, that's, I felt that's gross. Pig, it's, yeah, men I wanted pigs. to buy
1: a, uh, something and wrap it around me. And, and I tell thought, them Okay, not. I'll never do this yeah. again.
0: And so. I and let me say that to you women listening. As a man, I apologize for that. I, I think it's disgusting and it's horrible the way that we treat you. And so as a man... When I can shore that up, especially that area of my life, like when I was going through SOZOs and through the healing and yeah. the ladies got to, okay, well, let's open the sexual door. And I'm like, that door is just not open in my
1: life. Thank you for they that. They
0: literally took a deep breath. I know. And they're like, oh, thank God. They, I
1: know they never hear that. Never they never hear that they they that's do with an it, issue. Right? Let me tell you, a woman knows though.
0: Yeah. When you
1: are intimately involved with a man. You know when he's thinking about you and thinking about something else. And you know when there's competition that you can't even begin to fight. And I think that's the the big pain when pornography enters a marriage is the woman, every insecurity she ever had is going to get hit on. Yeah. And I know the man's going to say it has nothing to do with her. And I do try to encourage women like this was here for 20 years before you got here. So we're not going to blame ourselves. But it is almost impossible not to do that comparison. Yeah. But thank you for that. Well, it. And, and
0: again, not perfect in it. Not, I mean, I can still have thoughts or whatever. It's taking captive those thoughts, yeah. Right. It's training your the difference mind between and your heart feeding it. Yes, and, that's the difference.
1: And taking exactly. a of, Okay.
0: Yeah, I got to stop feeding this, or it's going to get habitual again. Um, and I, I, am not addicted to this. I break that addiction and that agreement. It's that unfamiliar I have. to me. It's. Becomes unfamiliar. unfamiliar. This is an unfamiliar spirit, not a familiar spirit in my I life. Love, that's my new favorite so true. teaching ever. Yeah, that's good.
1: Okay, so y- you are you carry the weight of the world. It, it, the pressure is on you. You don't have a husband. You don't have an up. And the older you and I get, we, the more we realize that our parents are going to. My dad just turned seventy nine yesterday, and your dad is in his early eighties. And you start realizing, like, they're not always going to be here the patriarchs and the matriarchs are becoming us Mm -hmm. and we're feeling that pressure Mm -hmm. of like, now we're the ones that are supposed to have the answers and we're supposed to. So a man is carrying all these different things. How does um, a woman, his woman who, who is, who loves him and wants the best for him? And how do you, how can she enter in without forcing solutions?
0: (coughs) That's a good question. Because most women do force their way in. Okay. Because they want to fix.
1: What does that look like? You can use me as an example.
0: Well, like if, uh, if I'm struggling with something, like we had some major things happen this past couple weeks with we one of our family members. Well, yeah. yeah. But like big time, like demonic, unrighteous things happen. And uh, accusation that was purely from the devil, nothing real. Yeah. Right? And so... And it affects everybody in the family. Everybody, And, you know, I, I didn't need you to fix it. I, I needed to sit with the father in it. I needed to own it and feel it, right? And then I needed to go release it. And, and it honestly, in doing that, if, if, if you're coming in there the whole time trying to fix it and forcing your way into it and then getting mad at me because I'm not doing what you think I should be doing, that's just going to make the situation that much worse, Okay, if that makes sense. So I've got to own that and feel that and, and and say, okay, this is a reality of my family. Is there truth to this? And that's what God asked me immediately.
1: That is such a good question. Because yeah.
0: now I don't say, how am I going to do this? I say, Father, how are you going to father me through this? Yeah, Jeremy, a uh, wild courage guy, taught me that. And so I say, Father, how are you going to father me through this? And instantly he said to me, is this your issue or is this this person's issue? And I said, it's not my issue anymore. I've confessed and repented and done everything I know how to do. Right. And he's like, then stop. You're fine. Yeah. You're okay. Yeah. And then I was okay and you were okay. It kind of brought some peace to the whole thing.
1: it was a really hard night. Yeah. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. and we couldn't sleep. And I think um, when I saw it kind of come over you, the fullness of the heaviness of it, I went and sat in front of you and I grabbed your face and I said, you know, (laughs) it's it's okay that you're hurting. And I know you're sad, but I'm right here and I promised you we're going to get through this. And then you cried. And then we tried to go to sleep and mm-hmm. it didn't go very well. And then I just laid on your chest and cried for a long time. And we kind of like, we both had pain in it, but we didn't turn against each other. in it. Yes, we didn't blame each other for the situation. We didn't come up with, there was no answer. That's what I always want people to know. Like, We do this all the time is we tell people there's a simple answer and you're just missing it. If you would just do this. Right. I have family members that are trying so hard to fix me. I'm like, (laughs) babe, it's 53 years of me being this way. Maybe I'm never going to change. Maybe I am okay the way I am. I don't know. But the second I feel like they're trying to fix me, I get a little defensive and a little rebellious. Like, can you just let me hurt for a minute? Because you know, watching the history of my life, I'm going to get through this.
0: Right. And I'm going to deal with it. Exactly. And I'm going to own what I need to own. I'm going to own that. Right. Okay. Absolutely, and if once you when you know that in covenant, when you know that in marriage, and you're not trying to fix or blame the other person for the issue going on, it changes everything. Yeah, that has changed everything for our marriage. Yes, right, me not accusing you because one of the kids did whatever they're doing or whatever, right, and or you blaming saying, me that comes from your son and the why family. Why won't you just go do this? And why yeah. won't you just go? And you're getting there a little bit in this. You were really upset. You kept the next coming day, in.
1: I got more information <laughs> and had more conversations with more people that were hurting. Right. And I came in and I was like, <gasps> you yeah. know, cause it felt that situation felt a lot like the night Michael died. Mm-hmm. Like I came home from work and I knew something was wrong. And I, if you read the book, I Michael and I played phone tag all day and I looked at you and I said, and you know me, you know, I don't just make stuff up and I'm not that much of a drama, I'm a drama queen about funny things, but I'm not about serious things. Like yeah. if you know, if I'm crying, it's real.
0: Yeah.
1: And I said to you, something's wrong with Michael. And you seeing the look in my eye and you knew it, too. And you called him and we couldn't get a hold of him. And then the next person we talked to was the police officers. And that felt a little familiar in this night. And so the fear did come in for Mm -hmm. both of us. And we had to identify that in each other, in ourselves and say, okay, we don't know what's going to happen. This could end tragically. We don't we don't give each other false promises, but we're going to get through it. And we're going to lead our family through yes. it. Yes. And we're going to lead them through it with love and understanding and support. And
0: and if you do try to control this and fix it, it's just going to make it worse. Well, like I knew not even to, to it, respond to things. Yeah. Because it's you're just.
1: You're so wise that way. Well,
0: it's true. I've learned it the hard way. Yeah. Right? Don't, I can't even respond to this. And I'm telling, encouraging other family members don't respond to this. This isn't reality. This isn't true. Yeah. And it's just a, something that we, you know, pray into it. Fast to whatever you need to do, but don't respond, don't react to this accusation and this attack because it's not real. And so the next day when you got really, and you kept coming in the office and sitting in there and.
1: Okay. That happened one time. Okay, You're being dramatic three now. Three at least. No, it was anyway. one time. And then we came to the conclusion, <laughs> I left you alone. Don't be so dramatic.
0: <laughs> okay. Honey. So
1: do you think in this, it's how can a man, um, you know, we're speaking with a marriage, but how can a man explain to his wife, This is what I need from you. Like, do you ever think we should start the conversation with, do you remember that time that we had flown from Spain and into Georgia and I never slept on the plane and then that night I never could sleep and I was starting to get, like, delusional and then I had a speaking engagement the next morning. I was speaking to hundreds of women. And I hadn't slept in three days and my heart, I couldn't get my, remember remember that? And I laid in bed next to you all night thinking, I just wanted you to wake up so, I didn't want to wake you up, but I wanted you to wake up because I felt so lonely and scared and so attacked. And so when you woke up, I got you coffee, we're in a hotel room and I sat down in front of you and I said, there's something really, really wrong, which how many times have you heard that from me in our marriage? It's rare. And I said, I need you to be my husband. I need you to be my protector, and I need you to be my pastor right now. Yes. I am dealing with spiritual, emotional, and physical stuff like I've never dealt before. I feel like I'm losing my mind, but I'm not canceling the speaking engagement. And so you got me through it. You got me dressed. You got me up on stage. You got me coffee. You got me water. You got me a sandwich. And and I did a horrible job speaking. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> They've not asked me to come Standing back. Standing ovation. <laughs> no. And then um, we went back to our room, and I thought, I'll fall asleep now. Well, my heart rate just kept going up and you took me to the emergency room, which is the only time in our marriage you've ever taken me to the emergency yeah. room. But I said to you, I need you to be my pastor. Cause I didn't know like how much of this is spiritual. Cause I was like seeing things coming out of the wall. Like it was crazy. Yeah, it was. How much that do you, is that tech. something that men can learn to do is say, I don't know if this is spiritual, emotional, physical, whatever, but I need you to be this right now. Like I need you to be my loving soft wife. I need encouragement. I need hope. I need sex. I need, like, can you guys start communicating those yeah, things? Yeah,
0: as long as it's, yeah, I think what most boys, all they know, they want sex. I want sex. I want sex. And they don't know how to feed any of their other emotions or how to actually feed their, their wife's emotions. Mm. Right? If I'm stepping into maturity in his second half of life as a man, uh, and, and it's not all about me, hmm. and I don't need success anymore because all it does is stroke my ego, um, I would just want to see my wife and my children and everyone around me be successful. When I can get into that space, and you should be there around thirty, to be honest. Okay. Um, from what all the readings and moving teachings towards and, it, at yeah, least, yeah. Um, when I've moved into that space, then I should be able to know, hey, babe, here's what I need right now. I don't, I don't need that, but I would love if we could just do this. Okay. Right, and so, and again, for most men, it's don't fix this. Let me process this, and and let's just stay in it together.
1: Can you tell me why the fixing um, is frustrating? Is it is it speak down? Da- is it talking down to you? Like you can't do this on your own, so I got to figure yeah, out for you. Yeah, It's
0: a it's a psych- psychological thing where... Is it more,
1: being more of a mother than a wife. Yeah, our okay. mothers
0: were all controlling because they had and, to be because our dads scared. didn't show up. Yeah, and they weren't dads, fathers, husbands they, the way they should be. And, and I know there's always exceptions, but as a general rule. Um, and so in my parents' marriage, my dad was the authoritarian, disciplined, angry man. And my poor little mother was just running around, always trying to fix it.
1: Walking on eggshells. Yeah. Walking yeah.
0: on eggshells and not knowing how to. That was most of my childhood. Yeah. Um, and so when when I'm in that situation and I feel that coming from you, yeah. then I can instantly kind of feel that. Okay. Like, oh God, she's just going to try to fix it. And I'm just going to get angry and this isn't going to go well. Instead of going, no, I'm not that man that he was. This is not who my mom was. And we've actually processed a lot of this and worked through these. Let me sit in this a little bit, babe, and I'll let you know. I I need you to do this. Okay. Right. I think that is a mature covenantal marriage. I
1: love it. I love it. Well, that's kind of where we're at at this point. Kind of where we're at. Okay. The other um, question is not broaching new ideas when he's busy. Um, which just comes a lot up a lot with which people. Which includes
0: watching a game.
1: Yeah, it's not a good time to. I've heard <laughs> that when your husband is watching the Super Bowl, it's not a good time to vacuum. Yeah,
0: <laughs> vacuum come with some kind of kid problem
1: or like. See, I think I'm so awesome because one time (laughs) I was like, invite your best buddies over. And then I did like a beer and appetizer pairing. Mm -hmm. But I waited till the commercial and I ducked down. Okay. I never brought you guys food.
0: I didn't notice that.
1: I know you didn't. It was amazing. I was like okay, this beer would taste really good with this. And, you know, I thought I was being like a great wife. But the part that I thought was being great about it was I didn't ever interrupt the game and I didn't monopolize. I just was serving you guys, Mm -hmm. which sucks that you don't remember this. Well,
0: again, (laughs) an immature boy in a marriage is going to get really mad at stuff like that. A mature man's going to go, oh, my God, she's so much more incredible than this game. It's a stupid game. Right now, we enjoy the game. We enjoy the emotion and the life of the game.
1: Well, it's not like my dad died during the Super Bowl and I needed you. Like, I know you'd show up for that. But I do think there should be respect for what your spouse values, even if you don't understand
0: it. That's good. And that's really hard, especially for young women. Uh, You know, and again, we abuse that. So I value this and she doesn't. So screw her. Yeah. Right. Instead of how are you going to help her enter into this? And, and then actually make sure that it's balanced, that it's not the, your go-to. It's like old guys that retire that all they do is go in the garage and work on their car or their motorcycle and never come in because they don't want to listen tink- to their wives.
1: Well, they're tinkering with their stuff when they should tinker with their wives.
0: Tinkering with their stuff <laughs> instead of tinkering <laughs> with their wives. Chaco. Exactly. And so it just follows us our whole lives if we don't learn to do these things yeah. as we're younger. And we're still young.
1: But you're always going to be jealous of whatever your spouse's affection is, if there's more affection for that thing. 100%. And you should or be. That. I don't care if it's like, you know, we have uh, three, three surviving sons, and I make it known to their wives and fiancés, you are the queen. I'm just their mother. I'm here to support your relationship. But not everyone, like some women, when they put everything into their kids, then the the girl that comes along is a threat. right? And when a man, like, you know, we've talked about it several times, like, I love your Harley, you love your Harley, but it's not this God mm-hmm. to you where you're going to be like, hey, I know you need a double mastectomy for breast cancer, but I'd rather put that money into my bike, right. you know, or like, I don't really care about you, but I care about, th-. like a woman knows, just like a man knows, when something has taken the, the place yes, or the affection. Absolutely. A man knows when that baby is your wife's God, and there's no room for you. Now a man has no needs. Right. Like, go make yourself a sandwich. I'm feeding this God. Yes. You know, and we always know that. So that does have to be a conversation, but also respect for what brings your spouse life, because if that brings your spouse life, that's going to bring life into the church. Yes,
0: marriage. absolutely. And ultimately, it should be we're bringing that much life together, not separate from one another. Now, go enjoy that thing you like to do, but then let's, let's come, back come back together. together and enjoy the, the, the happiness that you have from doing that, the joy that came from you being able to spend that time and doing that, now bring that into your marriage and experience that together on, on either side. Like again, if, if, a, if a, a woman, a wife, is, her kids are her whole life. Which is completely her little baby unscriptural. I know. Jesus says, "Leave and cleave." And
1: you know what? The kids hate it.
0: They do. <laughs> and and we were to raise our children to go raise their own children exactly. and to go yeah. and reproduce, yeah. not to hoard them and, and keep them their and control own them. Family, hundred percent. Yeah. All right. What else you got? Uh,
1: encourage him as much as possible. Mm. This is. Um, You know, I struggled when I was a young woman with sarcasm because I was raised in a very sarcastic atmosphere. And I know people say, oh, I'm just joking. I'm just kidding. I never believe it. You know, I feel this way. Like every statement has some truth to it, even if you put a joke or a smile around it. And I I think sarcasm is anger with a smile. And I hate it. Hmm. I absolutely hate it. And it is the opposite. I think this is why sarcasm does not work to benefit women. Because we were actually created to give life and to bring life and to expand life and to sustain life. And I think when we speak death, but with a smile on our face, we're still speaking death. Absolutely. And it was very sarcastic when I was young and yeah. I, people are still mad at me about it. And I've had to make a choice the way that I speak. But I, I consciously try to encourage you, genuinely encourage you all day. I always tell you how attractive you are. I always tell you how good you smell. I like you you know i make you hug me for long periods of time i i and i try to talk yeah you know, i appreciate that thank you for doing that noticing all the different things what does that how does that affect a man it's
0: everything you are so good at this and you do this not just with me you do this with everybody everyone we meet right and so it changed everything for our marriage like when you just started to not focus on the bad things and again not Don't be stupid. Don't just let a man be an idiot and never call him out. Tell him he's a god when he's abusing someone. Yeah. But when you started encouraging me in all the things I was doing well, and that maybe in the beginning wasn't a lot of things, right? Maybe unloaded the dishwasher and you just encouraged me in that. Right. Maybe just was aware of the pile of clothes that were on the floor instead of stepping over them, <laughs> which is incredible. But I finally start seeing the piles of clothes. Right. And you would encourage me. And I saw them then really clear once you started to encourage me in that. So it changes everything in a man's life. Well, when they're the encouraged.
1: Stupidest comment I've heard from young women is, why do I have to? Throw a parade when he empties the dishwasher. I'm like, you idiot, because you want him to do it again. Yes. Throw the freaking parade. It's like a little
0: mouse on flash a Flash
1: him your tits. <laughs> like, do whatever. Like, you emptied the dishwasher. You're the greatest <laughs> man in the world. She
0: didn't just flash, but it, she, it looked like it. So I was if getting you're ready, watching,
1: to, But I was just thinking, you know, you're a dumb woman because right. you are cutting – you are like – literally cutting off your nose to spite your face like yes. celebrate it because it, it don't you feel it, don't, when you like my meal that I've created for you because I put time and effort into mm-hmm. it and I try to pair it with things that will taste good and I know what you like and you don't like and I have you help me like what recipes do you want this week and when you say that was amazing I'm like I, it like fills me from the inside because yeah, and something, I say that often yes you do but the opposite could be true. Like if every time I make you a meal, you criticize what, right. like instead of focusing on the fact that the steak was perfect, you're going to focus on the fact that maybe the beans were overcooked. That, is that necessary? No, you know? And, you, a, and to, and we do that with our spouse all the time. Like we're being real. Actually, if you keep speaking life to them in these areas, they get better Right. at these areas. 100%. And if you sell it, like to, to have a man come home, like I always say from a job he hates, because I don't know any men that love their job. They're all just doing it for a paycheck. There's very few people that actually love every aspect of their life. To say, thank you for providing for us today. Mm-hmm. Thank you for, that's such a, that's such a big shift from, you son of a, you've been gone all day. <laughs> right. I've been with all these kids. You've been oh gone all day. I was at work? Yeah. Because you need groceries for these kids. How else do you think they're going to appear? Right. You know, and, and looking at that as you're an enemy instead of we're partners in this that's it. and encouraging and thinking. It
0: shifts everything. And you, you really did that in our marriage. You sh- it shifted everything. You just started to encourage, you started to focus on what was go- doing. I was doing well. I wanted to do it more and, and I found pleasure in doing that. And that's what happened in Spain. We've talked about this on other podcasts when when the FI said, Father, help me with this. And he's like, study her pace, study her rhythms and start serving those because she served your you yours and your children's for the past 15, 18 years. Why don't you turn that and start serving hers? And it was once I saw that
1: probably saved my life. It's become so simple. I, now. Just run it's like, into the I
0: can't wait every morning to prepare your coffee and have it ready it's so you don't have to you. do the stuff, I right? Know. And it frustrates me when I get the cup up and you put that cup away and you get another one. I'm like, what the hell?
1: Everybody has their favorite <laughs> <mug>. <laughs>
0: right? But that that I I look for ways to do that now. You do. Instead of do it being a ways. chore yeah. or I know she's just gonna bitch about it anyway, so I'm not gonna do it. Honestly.
1: <laughs> Which that's fair. Yeah. If someone's gonna complain about everything I mean, if you complained about every meal I made, eventually dude. I'd be like, Go to McDonald's, right. dude. Like
0: Well and I did yesterday. I night.
1: know, and you regretted it, <laughs> <me>? <laughs> I did. Okay. So the last one is make him feel like a man. Mm. This is the way to encourage your husband when he's down mm. is make him feel like a man. What does that mean? Oh
0: my gosh, that's everything. That's everything mm, <laughs>
1: chuckle.
0: Start praying in tongues. Um yeah, when, when, when I'm struggling and you just come and let me hold you and um, just kind of em- empower my strength of who I am in your life, mm-hmm. that literally shifts the room, shifts me. And so that is, to me, that's sh- it's so hugely vital. Not, again, I know women, a lot of you listening are like, well, I tried that and he just, just it, it's not trying something, it's giving your life to it. It's becoming that. And and once you do that, we have no other way to respond but to respond back to give our life back to, yeah. to that. And that's what's happened with us. Yeah, And I can promise you that's what covenant is. right? It's not this contractual thing where, well, I'm going to do it and he's still not going to like it, so just forget it. Yeah, It's like, I'm going to do this and own this, and I'm going to do it not to get a response from him, good or bad. I'm going to do it because that's my role as his wife.
1: And I'm going to do it with joy and pleasure and like it's the most important thing in the world 100 because you we can all tell when someone is doing something out of guilt or shame or manipulation versus i'm just trying to serve you and if you have a spouse like i had with you that was very mistreated in a marriage relationship it took me years like i literally made it a goal to prove to you through my actions and through my words and through my love and the way that I loved you and our kids that I was here to help. You did. I was here to bring life, and I was here. It was work, but you did it. I wasn't trying Mm -hmm. to manipulate you. I wasn't trying to hurt you. I was actually trying to bring you more. And it took me proving that to you over and over that, I'm, I'm here because I love this family and I love you and I want all of you to be successful in your life and, and your calling, not for what is in it for me. Right. But you were so damaged in that area right. that I, I had to like show it to you. You did. Do you think that's part of what we have to do for each other is 100%. where there's wounding. Yeah. Like so for me, that, so where there's dishonesty, you know, I yep. can't handle it. Right. And that was my first marriage was lies. And I know even if you, I know you're going to tell me the truth even if it's not what I want to hear. Right. And I love it and hate it about you. I know.
0: I love it and hate it about me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't hold anything back. And and that's really good and safe for me Yeah, because then it stops things, certain things that I would do otherwise if I could really lie well about it or <laughs> not have to confess it. Um, I, the fear of the Lord thing I hate, um, but it's a real thing. And so, yeah, uh, you did that. You served me for years in that. And and ladies, I, I know, man, sometimes it's so hard because we're so dumb and we ju- we just miss it. But I can tell you that it's worth it um, if you can stick in it and keep doing it yeah. and own it, not just to do it to get a good reaction from them, not just to do it so that my wife loves me more or he'll love me more. If you have that motive, it's not going to work well. It's not going to work. If you're doing it because you know you were called to him, to make him a better man, and you're serving him in that place, it shifts everything in the marriage. It's just Christ is to the church. It's the mystery. It's that we're the bride of Christ, mm. and Jesus loved us anyway and served us and died for us and did all he's done for us anyway, not because of what we could do for him. We couldn't do anything, as Christ loves the church. So the man loves his wife.
1: It's like your newborn.
0: It is. It's all. Beautiful. It's to And d- now—, now- yeah. We get to go make love because I'm all turned on. Oh, God, this is incredible. Are. Okay,
1: so we'll wrap this up. Make him feel like a man. Yes. How can women practically do that? And is that different for every guy? Because I feel like that is the the uh, the the serum that that will change the the words of failure. I feel like hmm. the scariest thing just for me observing, I don't know, I'm not a man, so y'all can speak to this, but the men that I've loved, my dad you are boys failure is the scariest thing to Mm -hmm. you and i think you often hear failure in your life where no one else is thinking that i've never one time thought of you as a failure Mm. never one time thought of my dad as a failure but i know that that's the dark voice Mm -hmm. that gets in there does a woman's encouragement to remind him that he is a man he is a good man is that the opposite of does that counteract some of the the dark voices of failure
0: absolutely it it, it's the only thing that's kept me alive okay because i have felt so so and even now with some of our kids like the biggest failure on the planet i know it's not true but because of the just the constant of it um and the the enemy getting in there and the reality of some things i failed and missed and that not being forgiven um you feel like a failure and for you to come and tell me truth love me in it, encourage my, my where, when I'm weak and you're encouraging everything in me, that changes everything because I can stay alive. Awesome. And I can breathe again. Okay. Right?
1: All right. We'll keep doing it.
0: All right, baby. Okay. Love you. Thanks, guys. How to guys. encourage your man. All right. Keep going.